Yo, it's your fucking boy, the one true host. Y'all ready for this? We finna turn the fuck up. Tom Brady left the fucking Patriots today. And we are fucking pissed off. Yeah, this is small state big takes. We ain't fucking around no fucking more, yo. Yo, goodbye, Oliver. I'm the true host. That's off beat. Don't give a fuck. Fuck it. Fuck everything. Corona's gonna kill us all. Yo, what the fuck is up? It's your boys. And by your boys, I mean me and Gilly are here taking over the podcast once again. And we're joined by our favorite guest, many time recurring uh, guest here, Connor Ryan, for his special takes on in this emergency podcast, this is an absolute emergency podcast. This is our first real emergency podcast, and this is a fucking dire nine one one emergency. Uh, and it's because Tom Brady left. So, without further ado, what up, Gilly? What up, Connor? You guys, how you guys feeling? Yo, Connor's pretty that? sad. Yeah. yeah. Worst St. Patrick's Day ever. <laughs> True. By far. True. We couldn't even drink this one away. We couldn't even go out and fucking drink our sours away. By far. I think, like, the world closed down, and then Tom Brady just not only left, left for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congrats to the DeSantis family, I guess. <laughs> That's the only true Bucks family I know. That's the only Buccaneer fans I know at all. I don't know about it. Yeah. Can, can any of you name another Buccaneers fan? Because I cannot. No, I mean, for, no. For a while, I considered myself like a, they were like my secondary team, but not really, just because I had the shirt. What well, was that shirt of? You you posted that earlier on on Twitter and shit. What was that? Whose shirt is that? Or is that just like a Buck shirt? That was just a Buck. Yeah. I, okay, I didn't know if there was a player on the back. No, no, just a Buck shirt. Once upon a time, they were your like online Madden franchise for like five years. Yeah. But and also, they, you never. I don't think you ever had Tom Brady on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Never would have fathomed that happening. And, Tampa. I could never so, imagine that. Actually, first off, how how good are the Bucks going to be with Tom Brady there? Like, what do you guys expect if you had to predict right now, based on the information we have? Fucking okay. Assuming there's an NFL season, let's assume a full season, even though that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, let's take for granted here that they're going to play a full season because they're not. Are we are we going with a 16 game season or 17? Oh, true. I guess it's right? this year, but they have to like do it within the next few years. Uh, okay, let's assume sixteen then, because that's a yeah. no. That's gonna throw me off when they do do seventeen. Yeah, it's gonna be like remember all those years being fourteen and two. Well, like if only we were fifteen and two, you can no longer go five hundred. Which I don't know that could like save or affect some coaches' jobs. Instead of going eight and eight, you go like nine and eight or eight and nine, and all of a sudden like oh, you finished below five hundred. Not good enough. See ya. Right. Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Jeff Fisher is still the employee. <laughs> <His> brain explodes. <laughs> but what do you think, though? Yeah. That's a good I question. Camp is a 10 and 6 team. I think they make the wild card at, at least. I mean, 
uh, it's not – I kept thinking to myself, like, this does, doesn't make sense because Tampa is so irrelevant. Los Angeles made a lot of sense for uh, Brady if he was going to leave New England. Okay, then he's trying to set himself up for, like, post-career, post-football, TV 12, movies, move out to Hollywood, do the LeBron thing, and, um, you know, try to win with the Chargers. And I don't know. I, Tampa Bay has a good offense. They had one with Jameis Winston. And he threw 30 interceptions. Now all of a sudden you have like the most diligent quarterback ever, the most uh, mistake-free quarterback ever, at least one of them. Now, you know, handling the reins. He's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. Ronald Jones. Chris Evans is a quarterback guy. Yeah. One thing, though, that I saw, though. Falcons will be terrible. You're basically fighting it out with the Saints. True. Uh, one thing that I, I saw that was interesting, though, was however many – I think Jameis had like 40-some sacks last year. I'll have to, to pull up the, the exact stat. Um, and then Tom Brady only had like mid-20s. Um, but so whatever you want to take away from that, whether it be the offensive line, just Jameis versus Tom in terms of pocket mobility. Gets, he just gets rid of the ball faster. Well, it, that was the thing too, but th- at the same time, the, the person that posted this on Twitter, I'm going to have to find out who it was again, but their, their point was Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they flourish with additional time to make moves and get open. It's yeah. like, if, so that's one thing where it's like Tom Brady's MO essentially has just been, all right, check down, if check down's not there. It's not worth it. Throw it away, throw it into the ground. It, like, you know what I mean? So it, that'll be interesting in the sense of like Jameis was just freewheeling, not really worried. Of- oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I think Gilly just, just oh, cut out. Gilly froze. Oh, I thought I froze. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly's had this like, problem. Yeah. Gilly's got the potato router going on right now. Ooh. But overall, Coronavirus just took over his uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I worry about that actually. What if what if we lose uh, internet? It's gonna, it's gonna be game over time. That is, well, isn't that sad to think if we lose internet? That's when people would really start to be like, "This is the end of times," as they tweet. That's the last straw. I think that's the last thing. <laughs> like if the world cut out, believe me. If the world were ending, would, I... would someone just sit there and tweet about it? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. What would the hashtag be if the world were ending? Uh, hashtag Coney twenty twelve or yeah twenty twenty. Yeah. It's happening this year. Twenty twenty. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> bring back Coney. Seriously, bring back. Where is he? What if the last person to tweet was Donald Trump? <laughs> Good question. So, someday there will be a last tweet. Who will it be? Yeah, yeah that that it's an interesting thing to think about. Maybe some burner Jack. Out. Jack will end it. Do you think that he'll like announce it? Like, this is the final tweet. Goodbye. Bang. Done. Yeah, like Vine, where it's like you can view Twitter, but you can't post anymore. That'd be wild. Yeah. Yeah, what would happen if that if if Twitter went the way of Vine? That'd be fucking kind of cool. Then we could just create another app that was much like Twitter, much like TikTok took over for Vine. Right. Yeah, like Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like those rowing guys in uh, yeah. feelings, but basically just text but to the world here 
So everybody can Here's see a Facebook it. wall. You like feeling Everyone, we're going back to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> be like the, the go back to Facebook person on Twitter. Yeah. Follow <laughs> us. <laughs> As we leave the charge down back to Facebook. <laughs> so, I mean, the Bucks, are they, they're not contenders though, right? Or are they? I don't know. The NFC is so tough. Uh, you still have the Niners who are going to be good. Seahawks will be fine with Russell Wilson. Packers will probably still be around. Vikings. The NFC East is a is a shit show, but who knows? Maybe Mike McCarthy gets the Cowboys like kind of decent. Saints will still be tough. Um, Saints fans might want to worry out worry about Drew Brees now. Tom Brady's going to be like, dude, switch teams. It's fun. I think Brees signed today, didn't he? You know how this team did every this team did everything for you to help you in your career. Yeah, just leave. Them. I think I think you're right, Steve. I think Breeze did, right? Two yeah, years. Yeah, he resigned today. Two years, fifty million dollars. Isn't that crazy? It's just like I, I understand that this is the time where all this stuff is kind of moves are happening, but still, it's just been an overwhelming, I don't know, amount of news in the NFL in particular. Who finishes with a better record next year, the Patriots or the Buccaneers? Ooh, I like that question. I think Patriots. I think, I Patriots, think Patriots, Patriots still Patriots lost a lot on defense too. Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. Where'd Jamie Collins go? Uh, Detroit. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yep. Good for him. Thirty million. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know that, dude. How did he get a second payday? <laughs> dude, yeah. Matt is a dumbass. <laughs> I. You know what? I was sold that Van Noy was going to go to Detroit though. So. Well, he, no, he wouldn't. He already. That's who he was traded from. I know, but still, but Patricia. Just to reunite with Patricia. Right. Then I made the right decision. He went to Flora as the real defensive coordinator. Like how Steve's the real host of this podcast. <laughs> Preach, Ooh. scream it from the rooftops. Oliver is Matt Patricia to Steve's Brian Flores. <laughs> the real coach. Wow. So, <laughs> with, with that, so I don't know. I, I'm, are you guys all in agreement that the Patriots will probably have a better record than the, the Bucs? I, it depends on what they, I think it's an unanswered question or an unsolvable one yet because we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be for New England. Because if they go out and get someone like uh, Cam Newton, are you all of a sudden feeling a lot better about their chances being better than Tampa Bay? Or if they're rolling in with Jared Stidham and like uh, who's their backup now, Cody Kessler, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, Ooh, I don't know, this could be like a 9-7 and seven team. If the defense isn't quite as good as last year. But, I mean, the Bucks are interesting. They got a – I feel like they have flashy names. I forgot that they have Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah. That's weird. And Levante David. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that one's – Still. And their uh, Shaquille Barrett, who surprisingly is their uh, franchise leader in sacks. Really? All time? I guess, like for Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks. I don't know that. Maybe he set the like league or the single season record. But I saw the other day, Shaquille Barrett, like franchise sack leader. No way. Let me look it up, dude. I forgot they have Devin White. Oh yeah, last year. Yeah, they have some. They have some names. I don't. I don't know where I thought he went, but it wasn't there. Maybe you know what though. Honestly, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians and Brady together? Like, well, maybe, maybe he like led the league in sacks last year. That might be the headline. Oh, okay. Franchise tag. That okay, that's where I was getting confused. I think. Let me let me keep looking though. 
you, you guys know offensive lines though. How how good is that offensive line realistically though? The Bucks. Yeah, he had nineteen and a half sacks last year, so that's okay. oh wow. Didn't the Bucks have Sweezy, or is that like? I don't know. Remember that guy? Yeah, Jr. Sweezy. Where was he? He was. Can you really though say that all of a sudden the offensive line is worse or better because the Patriots one last year was not very good? No. That was half the problem. Oh yeah, I mean, when you say not very good though, where are we? We're still like middle of the pack. Yeah. It's not like like the Chargers' offensive line. That was that would be atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think what you were saying earlier. I think it's a lot of like Brady versus Jameis. Brady gets the ball out of his hand so fast, Jameis. I don't know if Jameis can read the NFL defenses. He's squinting all the time. Shout out LASIK surgery. Yep. Shout out uh, glasses. I know you don't believe in them, Connor. How do you <laughs> – actually, you know what? I've come to realize after I put your glasses on last time I was home at the Malted Barley, I was like, dang, I might actually need glasses. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that's recorded. Because <gasps> there are things I now that look like a crock of room. Like. I can't read anymore. Like, I can't – I know what it says, but I can't read it. Uh-huh. I remember I put on your glasses and I was like, wow, I could see all the way across the room. No problem. See what I'm saying? Gives you superpowers. And print off a a fly's ass. (laughs) I I hope they're the most hipster looking fucking things. Yeah, I hope you look like a fucking hipster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to it. Wow. I'm going to get a pair with and without lenses. (laughs) With thick frames. Here's a here's a Tom Brady question for you guys. Um, did you cry today? No. Uh no. I was. Sad. No, I didn't either. I, I, you know what? I thought about it, and I feel like it's it's been slowly leaked out. You know what I mean? Like I, it's come to yeah. it was like a shocking like oh, oh my gosh like Patriots traded time. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a, a total shock in that regard. You knew this day was coming, sort of. That's exactly what I told Brittany today. I was like, it's surprising but not shocking. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, I was just curious. Well, I didn't know if I was a, a sicko for for not crying. I was I sadder after the or more sad after the uh, we lost the Titans in the playoffs than like today's news. Right. Yeah, because that really did feel like that was the yeah. End. It felt like the end, and then there were just so many unanswered questions. Like it could have been the next day, Belichick would have had a press conference. Like, yeah, we're not bringing Brady back. Did you cry post Poppy? I'm still trying to think of like who I cried about like leaving. I cried about Andrew Walker. I remember I got choked up in Poppy's last at bat because me and my dad always had this thing where we were listening to a game in the car once and it was like the ninth inning and Poppy came up. It was like the year he hit like 10,000 walk-off homers. Mm -hmm. And like my dad even said, he's like, don't, he's like, they're not going to pitch to him. I was like, no, I was like, they would be idiots to pitch to Poppy in this situation. And then, like, he hits a walk-off homer, and we're like, holy crap, that was awesome. So, like, later that year, we go to the game, a game, and there's, like, two guys on. The Sox are down by two. In the ninth inning, Poppy comes up, and, like, my dad turned to me. He's like, no way they pitched to him here. And I was like, no. I was like, no chance they pitched to him. Funny enough, hits a walk-off homer off of Fausto Carmona. Oh, yeah. The Indians. Uh, Roberto Hernandez, you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's actually now 55 years old. Yeah. And boy, every time a big situation would come up for Poppy, uh, if, like, you know, me and my dad were watching, we'd, like, even when I moved away, we would still text each other and be, like, it was a way to basically, like, turn to the game because Poppy's up and he could do something huge. It was like, um, no way do they pitch to him here. We'd always be like, yeah, no, no shot, no shot. 
Mm-hmm. Like even the Grand Slam and the ALCS, you know, I'm like texting my dad. I was like, I was like, they'd be idiots to pitch to Poppy here. <laughs> that one, I was, uh, yeah, it was like his last at bat. I actually called my dad and tried telling. Him, I was like, and I got choked up when I was like, you know, they're. I was like, no shot. They pitch to Poppy here. And he's like, nope, they won't. And I was like, I know. I think he popped out. But yeah, I know that one. That one hurt me. I don't know why, but that one hurt me. That was like, I don't know. I guess that was like 10 years of like me and my dad bonding over big poppy dramatics. Right. Well, I probably said to Steve at the walk off we went to, but he was just like, yeah, they'll pitch to him. Don't <laughs> you fucking worry. <laughs> Who was that off of that home? Oh, Ramon Ramirez. That was again. Daniel Bard struck out Jim Tomey, yeah. like a hundred and one mile per hour fastball, and the place went nuts. Everything made sense in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything made sense. But bottom line, well, fuck Brady today. I mean, not not really fuck Brady, but well, who's the blame go to? I mean, the reports make it sound like they didn't really even try to negotiate. Right? You guys see that? No. It's like Belichick it didn't even out to Brady. Yeah. From what I understood, it was like a kind of a not a cold war, but like I don't know. Brady wanted the Patriots to reach out to him, and the Patriots were like, "If you want to play for us, you'll come to us. Mm-hmm. We're not really too worried if you are playing, you're, if you're with us here next year or not." It's almost like a mutual decision. Like they both like came to terms, like sort of, yeah, right. Because I got to assume that Belichick is ready to move on. Yeah, when well, I was like, reading Tom Curran's uh, column tonight. And he's like, Brady left the same way you would when you park your car at a grocery store, turn off the ignition, put it in park, and get out. Like, the ride's over. He was like, he was asking for for an extension and a raise for, like, a few years. He wanted the Patriots to be like, all right, yes, we believe you can play until you're 45. And the Patriots just kept being like, no, one-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal with incentives, one-year deal, one-year deal. And he was finally like, all right. Because then last year, he was like, take the franchise tag off, give me a raise, and let me be a free agent. And that I think that was it. Patriots. Yeah, because he won a multi-year deal last year, which is yeah. why he almost held out. So right. But we, I, I, I really don't understand the Tom Curran analogy of a parked car in a grocery <laughs> store, to be honest with you. Well, just like the ride. I don't know. He was trying to say, like, the ride's over. It was done. Like, you wouldn't think twice about just getting out of the car and walk. You wouldn't be like, wow, I love this car. It got me here in the last 10 minutes from my house to the grocery store. I can't leave it. I got to drive it around the block two more times. Like, you just get out. You're done. So the Patriots are the car, and yeah. the Buccaneers are stop and shop. <laughs> During the pandemic. Yeah. There's no toilet paper. During the pandemic, you know what? Joke's on you, Tom Brady. Stop and shop is not the place you want to be. You should have stayed in your car. I think. And like, I was telling Sam this earlier. It's tough to blame Belichick because this is what the Patriots dynasty was built off of. Was I'd get rid of you a year too early than a year too late. Nobody is above this team. You're all expendable, and Brady. As great as he was, is certainly part of that. He, yep, today was the day. You know, I mean, yeah. if Brady put, if Brady has great numbers this year, I don't think Belichick's going to lose a wink of sleep because he knows. Okay, he's like Max Kellerman now. He's like, all right, eventually the cliff is coming. Mm-hmm. 
you can't do this forever, Tom. I know that. You know that. Well, and at that cost, too, realistically. It's like, right. all right, we weren't going to be able to pay him $30 million unless we really made some serious moves where, I don't even know, you trade Thune, even though you just franchise tagged him, you'd probably have to trade him. Hightower, trade or cut. Um, and even then, he's probably still, like, I don't even know, 10, 10-ish million you need to cut between Jaron Harmon, uh, Lawrence Guy. Like, I don't know, just like a little war of attrition, like smaller to mid-contracts that are going to add up. Um, yeah, like Brady's entire career was like never about money, and all of a sudden, I don't know if it was about money. I, I think a lot of it had to do with ego, too, yeah. just because both guys, I think, want to prove it's not him, it's me. True. Like for Brady, if the Patriots go six and ten next year, he's going to be sitting back. No matter what his team does, is going to be like, told you. You know, it'd be the saddest thing though if both teams like are just like <laughs> below five hundred and miss the playoffs. It's like wow, yeah, can, it's just so sad. They no one wins. Yeah, but I think you put more of the blame on Belichick than Brady there because you could look at Brady and be like, well, the Buccaneers were bad last year. Okay, not even Tom Brady. Oh, no, I agree. But I'm just saying in terms of like, uh, right. You know, you weren't the architect of a great, of a possible Cleveland Browns turnaround. And without Tom Brady, you would have been a failure in New England, too. Well, I, I guess that kind of segues into the question. What what do you guys think that the, the Patriots are going to do next year at quarterback then? Next year? Uh, well, like this year. I'm sorry. This Well, sorry. This okay. year. Yeah. Um, I think that, personally, I think that uh, Belichick's got a plan. I think. I think this is. Oh yeah. I I think I don't think Cam Newton's part of it. I I I don't think Bridgewater was ever part of it. Obviously, he wasn't. Bridgewater definitely wasn't part of it. Did Bridgewater officially sign? By the way, with the yes, he he did with Panthers. Like three, it was like three years, sixty-two million. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know how much it's guaranteed. That's the big deal nowadays. It doesn't the sixty-two million doesn't matter worth jack shit till you get the guaranteed, but. True. Um, I, I could see Cam Newton if you get him to next to nothing from Carolina, which you could now because obviously they want him gone. He wants out. I mean, that could be like a sixth round pick type deal, maybe. You or, probably wait him out though and just make them cut him though, right? Because yeah, he probably make like twenty Chicago, million. So it's like cap yeah, was. Like Chicago or L.A., they jump after him now that Bridgewater's off the market. Yeah, but at the same time, would you? You still have to make a lot of moves to make enough cap room for Cam Newton for one year. It's like now, I'd rather, I personally, I'd rather push my luck. And, yeah, I'm not big. I'm not fully in on Cam just for, just for the money reasons and knowing that he's not like a long term fit anymore. No, he. But I mean, he kind of be the Randy Moss, Antonio Brown type flyer, where it's like, all right, maybe. In our locker room, we can, but there's no Tom Brady anymore to be like, this is how things are run here. Right. That's a big part, too, is that like Brady was as much of the Patriot way as Belichick. Like Brady bought in, and when people see, like, oh, the superstar quarterback practices like this, acts like this, talks like this, we need to. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, um, so kind of piecing it all together then? So Cam seems like an option. Andy My Dalton career. might be another option. He might get cut. I'd rather have Jared Stidham than Andy Dalton. Me too. Really? Yeah. I mean, what did Stidham really show you, though? That's the thing that I'm like. Ugh. I don't know. They they said they liked what they saw in practice, but I, 
all I think can think of is this pick we, six. We, had, we could have had some conversation back in 2000 and be like, you know, well, if not Drew Bledsoe, then who? Well, what did Tom Brady really show you this year? You know, nothing. Yeah. We have the same, we could have that same conversation of like, oh, would you ever move off of Drew Bledsoe? Who are you going to go with, Brady or Michael Bishop? Yeah, but what are we going to base it off of? The information we have and what we've seen. I mean, I'm not saying preseason just didn't really didn't look great. There, there's that will never happen again, a Tom Brady. But I, don't I, know. I feel like that's part of Belichick's plan. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve to trade up to like the second pick in a draft and get Tua. Who knows? Well, I was going to say. I mean, you got some some options in that sense. Uh, Justin uh, Herbert, draft picks. Justin Herbert. You'd probably have to trade into. Honestly, you know what hurts though, Herbert is probably going to get picked by the Chargers now. Chargers or Dolphins, I think, will take Tua and or uh, Herbert in whatever order. You know who I would actually kind of secretly love? Who? No pun intended, Jordan Love out of Utah State. He... I saw him at the combine. I liked what... He can throw a bomb. And if you're Belichick, isn't that the... You could easily go into camp with Jared Stidham and Jordan Love and I think have an interesting quarterback battle. And I think you can get him at 23. Oh, you can. I bet you can. But yeah. do you need to – I think that even might be a reach, though. I know he's been hyped up a lot lately, but, dude, it, it, you see his numbers from 2019, though? Like, 2018, he was off the rails, like, NFL draft prospect galore. And then 2019, he had what, like, high 20s touchdowns and like 18 interceptions at utah state i mean that's what patrick mahomes's numbers looked like at texas tech yeah at texas tech uh, d1 football is d1 football yeah. and actually i'm looking at a mock draft right here uh from two days ago where someone has the chargers taking him at number six was that that's todd mcshay i bet so Actually, it was a Chargers uh, blog website, so I don't know how much you can really believe on that. But Yeah, no, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper have gone back and forth on, on love. I think they disagree a lot. But I, I don't know. I've seen things where it's like – actually, one thing that I saw was a poll among NFL sources where uh, love was voted the most overrated draft prospect this year. I'm sure you can go back and find out about Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to sit here and say – Every no, guy, no, no, I'm just saying, Patrick Mahomes is going to be great like him, but I think Jordan Love's interesting for this new style of football. If you're Bill Belichick, you're, who are your main competition? The Ravens and the Chiefs, who have mobile, strong arm quarterbacks that can make things happen. That's Jordan Love. Yeah. I would be happy if they drafted Jordan Love. I could, that's what I could see. I could see them drafting him and going after Stidham. The only problem with that is that's a kind of risky move because like that one mock draft said, if the Chargers all of a sudden or someone surprises you and grabs him at six or higher than 23, like, yes, he could fall to you. He could also just, someone could take a ridiculous chance. The Bears might trade away half their draft picks again to go get a guy that they didn't need to move up for anyways. And then Belichick's grand scheme is down to just Jared Stidham. You can get the point Herbert though. If available. I don't know. As a first rounder, I'm just 
I don't know. Just one of those guys. I, I almost want like a sure thing if you're gonna, especially if you're gonna trade up to get a guy. Right. Is there such a sure thing? And no, but at the same time, it's like it's top four quarterbacks. It seemed like there you got the top four, and then the deep fall to like between, um, I guess, Love realistically, and then Jake Fromm slash like Jacob Eason. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I would want to wait unless I got one of those top four at 23 or like in the pick 10, 10 to 15 range. If you trade up, I don't know. Wait, so from to this draft. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he dropped he's, he's, yeah, he's probably, I mean, he might be like a second or third rounder, but yeah, no, I don't, take, I don't want him. Because I, I would it love. I probably put love above Herbert. I don't love Herbert. I have to see you, Jordan. I have to. You know what? I'm gonna look at Jordan Love right now and see if he passes the eye test because I don't know him. There we go. Steve's got an eye test. <laughs> Pull up some YouTube highlights and see if he passes. Oh, all right. He looks like Logan. Uh, Logan Ryan. Thomas. Logan Thomas. Logan, is what it is. Logan, Thomas. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Jordan Love's my new guy. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. I'm just watching. I, I like. I don't know. He can do a lot. I. I, that's my, that would be my ideal quarterback playing for the Patriots. It's Stidham, Love, and you have two young guys that you can choose from. I mean, I do control I, his first highlight I'm seeing on YouTube, first video I saw, throwing a frozen rope off his back foot. Oh, he's got a strong arm. Great. Now I want Jordan Love. <sighs> I don't know anything about anything. Look at this. You can throw bombs. I I'm I'm all for Jordan Love. Like I don't know though. Like, I I, I, you're not going to learn. You're not going to learn everything about a guy from watching highlights because there's a lot. What do you? They're not going to show you. Here's the interception he threw right to the safety who didn't he, even have to move. He stared he just, down a receiver. He just tosses up fifty fifty balls a lot of times though, or at least some of the highlights I saw where it's just like, oh, you're just relying so much on your receivers. Now, what's wrong yeah, with Jake Fromm? Harry. That's his, that's his yeah. Harry. His job is to just go up and get it. He's not playing against Mountain West Conference secondaries. Just getting toasted. I, I, I think that's my uh, that's where I go. Belichick has a better idea of how the draft's going to play out than we do. What if, well, obviously, but with Stidham, though, if you're looking at Stidham for right now, and if he likes Stidham enough, and he doesn't really want to trade up, or it just just doesn't happen if Love goes, and then all of a sudden Herbert's gone too, and they're kind of shit out of luck, and they just take a late flyer sort of, um, and you kind of have to look at a veteran option of that where you guys that are available. Who who do you want between Cam Newton, Dalton, maybe Derek Carr, um, Jacoby Brissett, dark horse candidate with yeah. Philip Rivers to the Colts, Nick Foles, another one. Uh, I guess out of the ones you named, I'd take Derek Carr. I, I don't watch enough Raider games to know. I, I'm sure he's there's times where he's just infuriating as your quarterback because he probably just makes stupid mistakes. And I don't want a guy that is the so uh, from Hard Knocks so corny where he's like, take that Cardinals, take that Arizona, like that was cringe for me. Yeah, yeah Tom Brady's like dropping f bombs, yelling "Let's go!" like ready to get you run through a brick wall, and Derek Carr's like, "Yeah, take that, Kyler Murray, you you nice son of a gun." 
I mean, you, you said of the names that I mentioned. Who, who, who else do you think is an option in terms of veterans then that are out there? Uh, Blake Bortles. I, yeah, like a Blake Bortles. I, but that, I mean, Derek Carr, I think, is the best one. I was, I was kind of on the Mariota train earlier, yeah. but that's gone. I, I would have been interested to see if uh, Mariota could have turned into something under Josh McDaniels. But uh, I guess I'd, I'd have to go like Derek Carr. I just don't know. I don't trust Nick Foles outside of Philadelphia. He he has magic powers in Philly that he does not have anywhere else. How about, uh, how about uh fucking Jameis though? I, I'm I'm into Jameis kind of. Yeah, Jameis. Yeah. I I'm worried he's gonna get a lot of money. To be honest though, I feel like the char I the Chargers make sense. I was kind of the opinion yeah. that if the Chargers missed out on uh, Brady, they would go all in on Jameis. Can you just picture him as a Charger? Yeah. Just yeah, flinging it. They're just like, why not? <laughs> even even after Anthony Lynn trying to tell everybody, like, no, 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 Tyrod Taylor, he's our guy. Like, we believe in Tyrod Taylor. He keeps saying he's like, he's a he's a heck of a quarter. He's a he's a good quarterback. He could play quarterback in the NFL. It's like we know, but he can't take you to a Super Bowl. True. Like in my opinion, either your quarterback can get you to a Super Bowl or don't have a quarterback at all. Like I don't know. Right. What about a guy like? Not a veteran per se, but <laughs> Trubisky comes available if the, no. the Bears bail on him. You, no. you, you don't you don't take a flyer on like a young guy that might have been just in the wrong system or something like that. He, he's in a fine system with Matt Nagy. It's just he can't throw. What about Josh Rosen? Similar thing, or don't want to touch him. I'm, I'm out on the Josh Rosen experiment. He had every chance to win over win everyone over in Miami. Like they gave him every chance. I feel like in practice and games to be like, all right. Be you know, show us something, and he couldn't even beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Would you take Ryan Fitzpatrick if he became available? Yeah, I would. I would. I, that's if we're trying to lose. If that's if we're taking for Trevor. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to go nine and seven if you're getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I mean, you're going nine and seven. Uh, how'd you that work out last year? You probably beat Buffalo at least once because he like throws for four hundred yards in a game randomly. Fishback plays like a psychopath. I like him. Yeah, but then he falls off. He does that for like three weeks. Yeah. Every year he's like relevant in fantasy for like a hot minute. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well, this is the week he falls off apparently. Unless being in Foxborough, closer proximity to Harvard makes him like, I don't know, helps his superpowers. I don't know. Right. Yeah. He played. He played in thirteen, fifteen games in total last year. He started thirteen of them for Miami. Yeah. What What was your What's everyone's favorite Tom Brady moment? Good question. Got to be the comeback. Yeah. Against the Falcons, like that was just so. I don't know the that entire team in general. I guess, and just being just how far down they were and just being so far out of it whereas like people just writing them off left and right on twitter and just via text you're just like oh it's over just like a pit in your stomach of another super bowl loss mm-hmm. on the on like the horizon and then to come back the way they did oh that was just everything that's, that's one of my, my peak sports moments ever yeah i think that's mine by kind of by default i guess just as a my favorite patriots moment so so maybe yeah. it's not Tom Brady enough, but that was awesome. Yeah, I gotta say the same for me too. 
trying to think of like a, I'm trying to think of like a specific play that that like made me like flip the fuck out. Like I think my favorite play ever. The Edelman catch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but as far as like like regular season, I'm thinking I'm thinking about that that Randy Moss throw. Re- True. Above, above Revis. <laughs> still, yeah, I get the ch- yeah, yeah. That was so Ooh, awesome. Good catch, yeah. I think my favorite Tom Brady moment, I'd have to say it'd probably be, which I'm glad I went to now, that AFC Championship game against the Chiefs last year. Probably just because I was there. Actually, it, sadly, it turned out to be his last AFC Championship game with the Patriots, eight in a row. Wow. And uh, I remember... It, the drive, this drive kind of gets overlooked because it, the game went to overtime and Brady kind of threw an interception, but it got called off because the offsides. But the the drive at the end of the fourth quarter to take the lead, you had like two minutes to go. And I remember I, like Brittany was with me. I just like turned to her and I told her, I was like, you're about to see why Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Like this is what he does. I've seen this movie so many times before. Like, you're about to see what makes him the greatest. And he did it. He drove him down the field. He had the huge third down pass to Gronk over Eric Berry, where he placed it perfectly. And if not for, I mean, that'd be the lasting image, if not for Mahomes, uh, you know, getting him in the field goal range, forcing overtime. And, of course, the overtime drive, where he completes three straight third downs. I mean, that was just, that would, that might be the, I mean, could we argue that was the last time we saw, like, a vintage Tom Brady game? Because the Super Bowl, he was he was okay. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't great. And then this year, was there like a really vintage Tom Brady game? We were like, wow, that was him. That was Tom. True, I don't know. I, I think we're going to the Chiefs. Like the last time we were like, dang, Tom Brady just won us that football game. I think you're – yeah, I can't think of another time recently. Recently, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't think of one. I mean he... – He's pretty. He was awesome in the in the Bills game, to be honest. Late in the air, and that was like almost like game manager Brady too, where it's like, okay, he didn't need to throw four touchdowns per se, but he was just like an absolute surgeon at the end of the game when you needed it. That's true. Yeah, no, he he played well in that game. But but you're right though. I mean, there there weren't a lot of moments last year where you're like, oh man. Which, I don't know, it's tough to blame on Brady. We've talked about this before where uh, I know Gilly and I have, where I'm, like, sick and tired of the people being like, well, of course Brady wants out. Belichick never got him any weapons. Like, Belichick tried. Gronk Gronk retired late on him, so he didn't have a chance to replace him with, like, a Jared Cook or a top tight end or playing the draft one um, in the top rounds, like a good one. Gronk kind of screwed him there, so his only option was to go for Ben Watson, who's, you know, 40 years old and just – retired the other day <laughs> uh, and not only that you lose when you lose Gronk the Patriots have turned into kind of a run first football team anyways he's basically another left tackle blocking for you that also have, can run past a linebacker he was just the ultimate weapon you lose your center in a, just a weird fluke injury a few days before the season you lost your fullback two weeks in there goes your entire running game Sony Michelle running behind a landing Roberts I'm sorry it just doesn't work um, and then remember week two, Belichick has for Brady and weapons, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, and Julian Edelman. That's his top three receivers. I 
And Antonio Brown's a nutcase. Josh Gordon started smoking weed again and stopped caring about football. And Edelman got banged up and hurt. And then even still, Belichick went out and got Mohamed Sanu, who, if you remember his second game with the Patriots against Baltimore, had like 10 catches and over 100 yards and a touchdown. He looked really good, but then he hurt his ankle and tried to play through it, but was just never the same. So then you're down to a banged up Edelman, a banged up Sanu. Nikhil Harry, who missed training camp, which is the most important part of a a rookie's uh, season. And Philip Dorsett and whoever the fuck there, Ben Watson. And uh, I can't remember the other tight end's name, like Izzo or something. Oh, yeah. Ryan Izzo. Yeah. yeah like, I don't like that excuse of like, well, Belichick never got him weapons. Of course, Brady wants to be appreciated. Like, dude, he went out and got Antonio Brown as soon as he could. If you look at their. I remember week two, people were like, dang, the Patriots got Antonio Brown. Are they going to be as good as 2007 Randy Moss? Are they going to go undefeated? Very well could. Right. Boy, are we a long ways away from those takes. Like, that's shit. But then, yeah, those are the same people, like, six weeks later when Antonio Brown gets cut, which uh, I'm sorry, but I think we've all seen at this point now was the right move. The dude's just – he's a basket case. and. Josh Gordon stopped caring. Like, but there are the same people that were like, you know, oh, Belichick never gets Brady weapons. Like, yes, he did. It's not, it didn't work out. It's not his fault. I hope Trent Dilver's happy right now. Yeah, I know. I didn't even think of that. All those freaking people. All these fucking haters. Max Kellerman's probably jacking it. You know? <laughs> I don't know. How bizarre was that today? Uh, apparently on first take. Like Stephen A. and Max are talking about, and in between commercial breaks, Robert Kraft called Stephen A. No way. Yeah, to tell I don't know what they said, but he called Stephen A. Basically, be like, "Yeah, Brady came over to my house last night and told me um, he decided to leave. This was not the Patriots saying, Brady, we're not resigning you if you, even if you want to.' Um, he's like, if there was a deal to be made, we would have made it work. Brady said, "I'm out of here." Why the fuck did Kraft call Stephen A. to say that to him? <laughs> Apparently, Kraft is watches first take. What's up with that? Yeah, Stephen A. on speed dial. That's just that's wild. That's the craziest wow. part of the whole story. I mean, on a day like that, I could understand him watching. But Stephen A. Do you think uh, Kraft has Adam Schefter's phone number? Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Do you think he calls him all the time? Um. Like I he's like called Stephen A. I bet you he does it here and there. Because Schefter is definitely the Patriots guy in terms of obviously they throw different things to different people, but yeah. Schefter, Schefter's tapped in for sure. Right. Yeah, because he probably I think he gave that you know I'd be shocked if the Jeff Darlington uh, I'd be shocked if he came back. I bet Schefter had like said that, and he was like, you know what, Jeff, you can have that one. I don't I don't want to go on air and say like I'd be shocked if he was back. He's like, but you can you can go on air and say it. Dude, speaking of which, yeah, was that, that that was the guy that I was calling out, right? I was saying, yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> like who the hell is this guy? Wow, yeah. I, owe a, I owe him an apology. I bet he's a he's probably Schefter's pawn, and when whenever Schefter's like, I, I this is what I believe, and this is what I'm hearing, but I don't really want to go out on air and say it because if Schefter says it, everyone's like, holy shit, Tom Brady is gone, right? But if Darlington says it, some people are like, wow, Brady's gone. And other people like us are like, who the fuck are you? Right. 
You know who's uh just sitting in his uh in his living room tonight, just with a, a couple thumbs worth of whiskey and a single ice in his glass. Oh, oh, nope, Seth Wickersham. He is just. I knew it. It's like these fools. <laughs> you know what? If he really wanted to be petty. He could go through just through all of his old tweets and just like retweet them. Yeah, that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him, I guess. Because I get, yeah, you're right. There, when there's smoke, there's fire. There's tension. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ego got in the way of this one, I think, because Brady all of a sudden with TB12. Like, I'm not sitting here blaming Brady. He earned the right to uh, Bob Sosi, the voice of the Patriots, said it best, where he's like, "All you can ask for in professional sports with athletes is that." They give 100% in the length of their contracts, and that's what Tom Brady did. And you can't blame Brady for wanting to leave and wanting respect, but ego definitely got in the way because he went from being a good little foot soldier for Bill and the Patriot way to all of a sudden like, you know what, I, I, I would like a little more money for what I've done. I'd like a little more recognition. Um, you know, he was like the – they were like a 1950s father-son uh, – <laughs> companionship where it's like does dad actually really love me or like he's never like Belichick was never like yeah good job like I'm proud of you like it was Brady's like here's another trophy dad (laughs) okay and then like when Brady as he like leaves for college Bill's actually like Tom I fucking love you (laughs) (laughs) what I love this fucking analogy this is awesome (laughs) This might be worse than the parked car at the grocery store by Tom Curran. Tommy That's Curran. I stole it from Tom Curran. He said that too? Yeah, he did. What is up with it? That dude is, he is, he, you know what? Hot take. He's on the path to Peter Gammons. Of oh, just no. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. That. That is what an insult. <laughs> Check never gave Brady any credit. Like he was never like I don't know. He was never like Tom. You see his report or his uh whatever his statement tonight? Yeah, of course he says it now that Brady's gone. Oh come on! Which should tell you like everything Belichick like that Belichick usually if you ask him like hey this guy just signed with another like if you ask him about Kyle Van Noy he's like okay we have another we have players on our team that I'm worried about he's a Dolphin now or like Tom Brady leaves and he's like. Tom Brady was the love of my life. <laughs> I just never said it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Well, uh, did you w- one kind of final thing, yeah. or at least from me on my end. Right, what yeah. do you guys think in terms of like we, we lost Mookie, we lost Brady now. Obviously, Red Sox situation is different. Um, but although you know what, at the same time, both franchises essentially it was their own undoing in both situations. Um, so it's more similar than one would think, but who is the, who like owns Boston sports right now though, in terms of like the Boston sports athlete, Marcus, Smart. Smart. Marcus smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think Seriously, though, right? Kind of Marcus smart. Jason. Taylor. Are you serious about Marcus smart? He embodies everything Boston. Yeah. Okay. So does, so did Pedroia. He was never like the the guy though, of like all of Boston. Yeah, because he had Poppy. But true. 
I would say Daniel Chara, but you guys don't give him any respect. None. Oh, come on. <laughs> Chara? You would think Chara right now is not... Chara is the face of Boston right now? <laughs> the new Paul Revere? Yeah. Chara. Yeah, they, they have to put up a new statue of a current Boston athlete right next to Paul Revere. Who are they putting up? Uh, I'm saying Jordan. Sorry. Jordan Love's about to be the face of Boston. Jordan Love? Oh, fuck oh, let's off. Go. <laughs> I hope it's Cody Kessler. <laughs> How soon does the Tom Brady statue go up? After he retires? Uh, soon after. I think I think this is like a blip. And what's the, the statue of? I don't know. Him doing his little, his, after his run, um, to like, oh, or after yeah, intros I or whatever. Agree. And then kind of like fist pump or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like him yelling, let's go. mid yeah. I'm with you there. Huh. Wow. How long do you think he plays for the Bucks or, or elsewhere? Two years. Two. Yeah, it's two years. He wants to play until 45. He'll get there. Will he retire as a Buck or will he do a little song and dance to go somewhere else? Slash the Buccaneer. Yeah, he'd be a, he'll retire a Buccaneer. <laughs> Part of me is glad that it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just such a random, random team. Like, it fits in with the the Emmett Smith going to the Cardinals, uh, Michael Jordan with the Washington Wizards. Like, Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. What the fuck is that? Not like he went to the Colts, like kind of a historic franchise. Or like even the Chargers were kind of like a, a semi-historic franchise, like. Could have then been there. Could have there been a more random team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Not even like a big market is Tampa Bay. It's like it's right. just kind of a like Jacksonville might have been more random. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Is, right if you asked me like to pick a couple teams that he would never play for, that would be one. <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay is just up there. What the fuck is Tampa Bay? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck what is Tampa Bay? Fucking. Fuck Tampa Bay! What are you talking about? It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. This is, I I I think we're just living in a weird time, and this is just like part of it that we're just like we have to experience this strangeness. That's that's my real deep thought. Like, this is just we too fucking Tampa weird. Bay this year. I just want to see real quick. Oh, I, I meant to look that up, but I forgot. Yeah, I forgot too. I was gonna because I feel like we play the Chargers. That would have been that would have been wild. Uh, I'm guessing not because I feel like that would have already been picked yeah. up by now. We play the NFC West next year, so change of schedule. We would have we do play the Chargers next year though. So that would have been Tom Brady at what well, would have been at Los Angeles. But uh this year coming to Gillette, Cardinals, Ravens, that'll be a good game. Bills, Broncos, Dolphins, Jets, Raiders, and Niners. Wow. Ooh, 2021, Tampa Bay comes to Gillette. Oh, let's go. So if Brady plays for two years, like we, I, I think he's going to. He so wouldn't they, just go to a team for one year and then retire. That'd be fucking weird. That would be. But you never know, depending how it goes. You know what I mean? True. It could be like, I don't know, just like with all those other guys. Although I guess Emmett Smith was weird because he was just trying to get the record, right? Yeah, Michael Vick as a Jet. Like, that's just a weird one. True. True. But, like, a lot of these, I think he's just he's just trying to prove that he can do it without 
Jerry Rice as a Seahawk. Ed Reed is a Texan. Ricky Henderson is a Red Sox. That's right, that happened. John Oliver is a Red Sox. I mean, Ricky Henderson played everywhere, though. That's true, yeah. But still. Um, or Gary Payton as a Celtic. Remember that one? True. Jay Payton as a Red Sox. Jay Payton. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Jay Payton. David Wells is a Red Sox. Grady Sizemore has a Red Sox. Yeah. Scott Pensednik. Oh, um, man, he's fun. I love Pensednik. <laughs> what do you think so, baseball? What team or what? Team, do you think Pasadena was on? Like, when you, if you just mentally, he's a White Sox to me. He's white white to me. Oh, uh, he's a Brewer to me. Oh, yeah. He, that's sure. my second. I think it's the championship for me. That's what does it. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right. I'm just curious. So with Brady leaving, like our childhood sports heroes are all gone, right? That's it. Yep. Except for Joya. Paul Pierce. <laughs> 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 well, what I consider like poppy my childhood. Yeah, no, Red Sox guy. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, Nomar was first, but Nomar wasn't around long enough. Like, Poppy was Big more team. impactful than Nomar. Brady for, Brady for the Patriots. Paul Pierce for the Celtics. I got a big take. Nomar. Horton. That was, like, my first Bruin I knew, like, really followed. Yeah, Horton. I like, I like Lucic. No, Thornton. Joe Thornton. <laughs> oh, it's Horton, too, though, isn't there? Yeah, there was a Horton, Nathan Horton. He played for like a couple of years. He wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. He was a staple. Yeah, he's a staple, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tim Horton's, Nathan Thornton, Horton. Retire Horton's number. Yeah. Horton here's the Michael Ryder, love that guy. Yeah. Big take, though. No Mar was never in consideration as a hero for me. Really? Yep. No Mar was like my first Red Sox love. I liked him. I just fucking... Never, I never was like, I never like related to him as like a, my favorite. Like, like actually, today's devastating news hit me like kind of the same as when my dad told me Nomar got traded. Him getting traded was a fucking same, hurt. like you know the same like wow, whoa. Well, that was like total shock though. That was like yeah. I remember being like really like being so upset about that because it was like remember, it just made no sense, especially back in that that day and age. You didn't have a were young as shit so it's like you, you, what did we actually know but then b it's like information like unless you're tapped into sports radio and even then like the sources probably weren't leaking that out where it's like rumors are red sox shopping no bar like no it was like boom it happened and it was like what right yeah no i, I remember i was speechless when that happened literally because i had my tonsils taken out same day no, it was like <laughs> you made it sound like you got your tonsils taken out yeah. because no more. I have nothing to say. Take them now. The surgery, and they're like the doctor's like on a scale of one to ten, what's your pain? And I like pointed to him. My dad's like, no more got traded. The doctor's like, oh shit. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, what's your pain now? <laughs> Put me back under. No, my dad was like, get. He was like at the grocery store and uh, Tom Curran style, and uh, told me he got the news. I don't know. The crazy thing that was all before Twitter too. Like how, like how unplugged we all were from the real sports world. I miss yeah, those guys. Without radio, When would we have all found out about Tom Brady today? Like dinner. Yeah, like today was or like lunch when someone's like, "Yo, did you hear about Tom Brady?" You're like, "No, what?" Yeah, 
I um uh, I specifically like remember was like, hey, Tom Brady's gone. It's like what? Even uh Manny being like shopped around because that was like a thing that kind of like loomed for a little while. Yeah. I remember I physically remember reading about that in the Providence Journal newspaper and being like, what? Yeah. Whoa. And like that was how I found that information out, which is just crazy to think now. When they traded Manny, I was fucking. I didn't leave my house the whole weekend. It's, Coronavirus. I had I, I self quarantine training. Yeah, it was the first self quarantine weekend of my life. I fucking didn't even budge, and I bought I remember, a Manny shirt. I remember I went to a game on the trade deadline day where they were shopping. It was like oh five or something, oh six, and they were shopping Manny hard. Yep. Uh, he didn't start that game, and then. It was actually Jonathan Palpabon's first ever career major league appearance start. That's right. And uh, Manny came out in the eighth inning, and we're all like, oh, "Hell yeah, Manny didn't get traded!" And he hit a get, hit the go ahead single in the eighth inning to win the game. He's like, "I never want to leave." Yeah. And then like left like two years later. Yeah. Jason Bay. Jason Bay, fucking. True. That's all. I was all in on Bay, to be honest. I'm glad we didn't pay him, though. The Mets made that mistake. Yeah, that's true. He was good. Pop quiz: Who did we give up for for Jason Bay to the Pirates? The Brandon main Moss. piece that I'm thinking of. Yep, Brandon Moss. <laughs> Craig Hansen. Yeah, you're right, Hansen too. I knew there was another decent one, but I think one other guy went, but I don't remember who. Manny. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. Look at that guy. Where'd he go? Oh, because it's a three-team deal. I forgot. Yeah. Not, Man- not Manny Del Carmen. His name's right on my tongue. Manny Rem- Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah, we got we, – we only got Jason Bay in that deal. And Andy LaRoche. Right? I think we traded LaRoche. No, no, LaRoche got traded from the Dodgers to the Pirates. And then we got him from the Pirates. I think. Same deal? Or is that- did he come over like Joel Hanrahan or something? Yeah, yeah, he's part of the Joel Hanrahan deal. Okay. Here's a question: Did we win or lose the Andy Marte trade? Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, by the way. Damn. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Literally, he's dead. You know what the worst trade in Red Sox history was, though? That Mookie Betts doesn't even hold a candle to Mookie Betts. What? Was uh, Freddie Sanchez for Jeff Supan? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, you're right. Another Pirates trade. We yeah, even I'm knew like, that that was uh, bad. At the as kids, we're like, no. Yeah, I remember like going to Paw Sox games a lot that summer, and I was like, oh my god, Fred, like Freddie Sanchez was a Pawtucket superstar. Please play like, shortstop. Oh my god, this guy can be awesome. Oh yeah. And then we traded for him. That I was devastated about that because then it wasn't even like Jeff Supan sucked. Yeah, right off the bat. Redeeming trade. David Murphy's well, Eric Gagne was pretty bad too. I remember that one hurt big time. David Murphy. Or Dave, I'm sorry, David Murphy. Yeah. To the that was for Gagne, right? Yeah, that was fucking painful. Oh God. Gagne was so bad for us. And John Smoltz. John Smoltz, yeah. Gagne and Smoltz. All right, let's wrap this shit up. What's, what's your last yeah. final thought? Yeah, we're getting way off track here. <laughs> Thanks, Tom Brady. Remember when we traded Freddie Sanchez for Jeff Supan? Remember when we had Eric Gagne? 
fucking... Tom Brady's a Buccaneer, but oh my god, remember we had John Smoltz? This is not even a football-related topic right now. We just, <laughs> we, just miss, we just miss baseball. Baseball comeback. Everything would be all right if baseball was here. Oh, and Eddie House and the Celtics, those were the days. That was when Tom Brady was still a Patriot. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, man. Uh, Anybody want to miss Oliver? Oh, man. Big take. Tom Brady throws for 30 touchdown passes next year. Right. I'm not going to give me any other stats like interceptions, QBR, yards. 30 touchdowns. Wow, it's going to be tough in a short season. Mike, Mike, Mike Evans is not like the second coming of Randy Moss. No. He's better. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck <laughs> Big take. Tom Brady plays the uh, – 15 games altogether as a Buccaneer. Huh. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know why I'm saying that. But believe in the TB12 diet and system? Yeah, so, some, yeah I, I believe in it, but I just don't know. Also, big take, the Patriots draft or trade up to draft Jordan Love. Oh, I like it. I mean, sorry, sorry, Gilly, but I, he... No, no, I, I mean, I like him. I think he's interesting, but at the same time, I just, like, how far trading up? I don't want to trade to the top 10 to get this dude. No, I don't think we tra- have to trade to the top 10. I think we dr- trade up inside the top 20, like 17, 18. All right, I'm okay with that, then. I'm, I'm excited, though. That's going to be our new uh, our new argument is Jordan Love. Yeah. I like Jordan Love. Oh, uh, does, quick question. Does, uh, yes or no? Does Julian Edelman get traded to the Buccaneers? <gasps> no. No. That'd be all. That'd be if we're just totally tanking, right? Does he finagle his way to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That'd be brutal. Does Julian Edelman start go, uh, missing Patriot games to go to Buccaneers games in disguise? No. No, we can't. We can't even trade him. We would lose. Oh, we trade Edelman a six and ten season. If we have to trade Edelman, uh, or. If something happens like that, I just don't even know. That's my big take. I just don't even know at that point. If we trade him, we trade him for 2021. At that point, Steve's uh, tanking for Justin Fields. Yeah, I'd like to have Fields someday. True. True. Are we eyes up on 2021? Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Give me Fields all day. I'm ready. I can't wait for Andy Dalton to be quarterback. Can we stop the podcast before that comment gets out? All right, All right this has been a wonderful take or a wonderful fucking pod that no one's going to listen to. But yeah, okay. Thank you, Tom Brady. Goodbye, Thanks, Tom. Tom. Peace out. All right, that's it.